Hey, Ruthann, it's time for Talk CDL. Yay! Yeehaw! You know what's cool about this podcast? Hmm? While everybody's listening to the podcast, you and I are going to be on an island fishing. Yeah, that's true. Isn't that, that is so cool. Like, we, we pre-record the show. Yeah. And you and I are finally getting a vacation, Lord willing. Yeah. And we are going to be sitting on a tropical island fishing, hopefully, and catching fish and eating fish and frying fish and eating fish and fry. I just, you know me, I'm just going to fish and fish and fish. Yes. Yes, I do. That's all I do. Yes. He is. When I'm on the island. Yes. And I'm not going to tell anybody where the island's at. No. And we're not going to do that. Something else I noticed. What? All that chocolate you have sitting there. Yes. Ruthann. What? I mean, like, you have, like, a whole it's pile just, of candy bars, like the little not, no, the miniatures. No, 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 no. First of all, it's just a handful, and I have a small hand, so I only got tersh, two Hershey miniatures, one Reese's, and one Mr. Good Bar, and a Hershey Kiss. And That's a, all that would fit in my big And a peanut butter hand. cup. No, that was the Reese's. Oh, they call them Reese's? Yeah, peanut butter cup Reese's. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I just noticed, I looked over, and there you are, your little munchie, your little squirrel stash. Yeah. I mean, it's true. You do have them in the house. I, I do. When we go to the house, you know damn well... What you have. I have You open up spots. the freezer, there's yeah. a little squirrel stash, there's a yeah. little nest in there. You know what's always been bad is the kids always would find my stashes. Like, I have to have chocolate. I love chocolate. And no matter where I hid the chocolate, it would be found. And I could go anywhere from in the bedroom somewhere in a drawer to... Tell them what I do with your Cadbury eggs. Well... He usually freezes them. Now tell him what I did la- with the he, last package. Th- th- he ate them on me. But then tell him what I did after that. He bought me more. No, no, no. What I did with the pa- the wrapper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he opened one up, <laughs> took the chocolate out. And I ate it. <laughs> he ate it. And then he got a tissue and stuck it inside there. And, 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 and made it look like it was still in the packet. Made it, Not 100%, but he made it look really close like it was still in the wrapper. So then when you opened up the box. So when I, I, I looked at it. I'm like, what the heck? I pull it out, I open it, and our granddaughter happened to be here. And our granddaughter is kind of like me, where she likes to munch on junk. And I look at her and I go, Arena, did you do this? And she goes, she just laughed at me and smiled. And I'm like, she did it. And I go, you're silly. If I would have known that Arena got the blame. Arena, poor Arena got the blame. She just laughed. And I'm like, I don't know. She just, it was funny. But it was me. Yeah, he admitted later it was him. And I'm like, our poor granddaughter got blamed for your deceitfulness. I was just playing. Anyways, trucking. Moving on to trucking. Trucking, Ruth Ann, trucking. Let's let's do a little sponsor break and get right into some of these topics because you know what? It has been like an upside down world in trucking lately and there's so much to talk about it's going to drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. So anyways, National Carriers, NCI. NCI. Is, yes, they're a trucking company. They pull reefers and they have all Kenworth T680s, all one to three year old trucks sitting there in Dallas. They run 48 states and they have regional runs. They have lease purchase drivers and they also have company team solos and students seriously really nice company if you're looking for a great paying company that has their own customers by the way call 888-311-7076 tell them talk cdl sent you and then ruthann jj keller the trucker's secretary Mm -hmm. if you're looking seriously if you're looking to file your dot paperwork you're wanting to become an owner operator if you're a small company that's understaffed and you need help uh, watching over your paperwork and keeping things in line, call JJ Keller at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017. And Ruthann, 
The last sponsor we're going to talk about here, this first half of ToxyDL, is Camion. It's a well-needed Camion's break-even calculator mm-hmm. is so well needed right now. If you're the largest trucking company in the world to the smallest trucking company in the world, they have a free download at Camion. That's K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash ToxyDL. It's a break-even calculator. It'll keep you in line. It'll show you what you're doing right, show you what you're doing wrong, and you will save money on each truck. Make your drivers do this. If you're a lease purchase company, download it today. Mm-hmm. Camion dot I-O forward slash talk. CDL. Ruthann. Troy. Trucking. Yeah. Trucking. It's there. Hey, do you remember when we used to have the argument about Peterbilt versus Kenworth? Mm. You still like Kenworth? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all right. You know that the, the Peterbilts and the Kenworths are made by Packard? Really? It's the same. Everybody's the same anymore. You just got to ask one important question. What's the, what's the question? Do I care? Do, do you care? No. You don't even care? If they're made by Packard? No. Yeah. Women don't care where they're made and what they're made of. They just want to see how pretty they are. Duh. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. My gosh. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The truck show, when we went to that, man, I just liked looking at the pretty trucks. I didn't really care as much as the... The, the makings, the, yeah, inner, I mean, the inner workings of the rig itself. Each, each rig has their own special, unique, pretty aspect. Like Western Stars with the turning radius. Volvos ride nice and smooth. They do. You know, when you see... And that's the most made fun of truck there is. Exactly. We should do a podcast basically on how Volvos made fun of. Well, that, that would take a lot of time, but... You but know. you know what's we funny, though? I believe together. that a lot of drivers are closet Volvo drivers. And, and you know what? They're just afraid to admit it. It's like, yeah. like a pink shirt. They say, they say oh, oh, I wouldn't get caught dead in a Volvo. Hey, trucking company, you got any Volvos? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially the VNL. Uh-huh. Do you know what a VNL is? It's, it's an 860 pretty, yeah. Volvo. It's like literally going in a Cadillac made into an RV. Mm-hmm. Smooth, awesome running, the safest bar none truck in the world. Yeah, and see, and they're made in front of pink shirts. Guys refuse to wear pink shirts, but there's a lot of cool looking pink shirts that guys can really pull off and wear them, and it doesn't look bad on them. So I, I ain't afraid to wear a pink shirt. No, no, and you wouldn't be afraid to drive a Volvo either. <laughs> I wouldn't be afraid to wear a pink shirt. <laughs> okay, so I would have to sit up in the front seat with you as you drive the Volvo. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? One of my first trucks that I ever ran was a Volvo. So the, but they weren't made fun of back then. No. But here's the thing. Uh, my point was is each truck has a really great thing about it. We just can't get all those great things into even one a, truck. Even a Mac. Mm-hmm. Mac, you go on a construction site. Seriously. What is the main truck you see? Mac and Kenworth. It's the truth. Those two trucks. But Mac rules when it comes to dump and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The majority of these sites, they know Mac tough is the way to go. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact, man. They got the power mm-hmm. and they know what they're doing. But you stick somebody in a Mac and say, hey, you're an over-the-road driver. They are not going to stay in that bumpy riding truck. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not, it's not a comfortable truck. Right. It's and just that's, a fact. That's what I'm pointing out. So we don't care who makes them. We're just really caring about the prettiness of them because we know all trucks have something really good about them but then there's the international oh, there he goes he's still talking truck enough said we won't talk anymore about <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyways yeah no it's just the same argument goes you know I mean, and that's another thing we should we run polls every now and then i run polls on on talk cdl's social media sometimes and i've never had kenworth beat out peterbilt Every time you you run a poll that says Kenworth or Peterbilt and you put the two trucks up, you can even put a nicer looking Kenworth than a nicer looking Peterbilt. At the end of the poll, 
the 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 higher percent is going to go for Peterbilt lovers. It just is. Not by much. Oh yeah, sometimes it is. But it is what it is, you know. I mean, look, you're either the best or you're not the best. And right now, Peterbilt, really, especially your hoods, 389 Pete, it's really the king daddy right now. It's the truth. Mm. It is the truth. Mm. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. All right, so moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> no, I'm not here to insult, you know, their trucks. I'm just, you know. I'm just, Every truck can have an insult on it. I don't know. Peterbilt and Kenworth don't have many people insulting them. No, but there's still something wrong with them. Like what? Something. How dare you? <laughs> there's going to be one thing. I that, forgot about Freightliner. There's going to be one thing, at least, in those trucks that could be adjusted in some form, whether it be the space where the CB would go. That is the one thing they made fun of about or, the Peterbilt right there. You just hit the nail on the head. The space. Uh, the old joke yeah. was I can wind down the passenger window from the driver's side seat. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that 379, that green Peterbilt we had when we were with Henry... I can almost reach the passenger seat window. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. So that was one of the downfalls to yeah. the Peterbilt. Kenworth, what would Kenworth be? Mm. Kenworth, I mean, Kenny is pretty good. I'm going to be honest with you. The mm. Kenny's a solid truck. Mm. That new 990 they have, mm. sweet truck. Gosh, I'm having a hard time figuring that out right now. What, because you're a Kenny fan? <laughs> but Peterbilt still runs it. They still rule it. It's the truth. They really do. All righty, let's move on before this debate gets into a nasty scrabble. Yeah, before we're rolling around the floor and I'm kicking your ass. All right, right. so, Ruthann, I wanted to talk about something today. (laughs) That is loaded. No, it's the truth. I really, I I do want to talk about this. He talks all the time. I wanted to talk, it's just a few minutes of this. I want to talk, I want to, what I want to talk about is. I'm putting my serious face on. Hmm. You know, go back to your smiling face. <laughs> I don't like that serious face. All right. Um, no, seriously, what I want to talk about today is drivers that mess themselves up on their driver application. Okay. Explain. Well, I talked to a couple of companies this week, and they were, you know, we're always BSing, you know. Yeah. Companies like to talk to us. <sighs> yeah. I mean, we love that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. We um, enjoy it. So we're, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to this one company. And we just get into talking about, um, I'm like, well, how's it going tonight? And, and they were just going over things. And and this guy was a director of recruiting, by the way. So he's talking to me about driver applications. And, mm-hmm. you know, drivers, they had a driver recently that filled out an application. Everything came back good. The guy qualified. He comes to orientation, right? Mm-hmm. And he puts down, I think... If I remember correctly, DWI from two years ago, right? Caught with alcohol, something like that. Mm -hmm. And they have a zero alcohol policy Mm -hmm. for like seven or 10 years. They're pretty strict on it. Right. And, And he's like, I don't know why these guys do this. They feel like, and, and they feel like they got to come clean after they already didn't put it down. I want to, I didn't want to say lied, but. It's technically a lie. Mm -hmm. After you did not put it down on your application, you come into orientation and you go through orientation. And and let me tell you what does happen. This is the truth. Usually somebody from safety will come in to talk to the drivers before the end of their orientation. And that safety director a lot of times will say, listen, we don't got everything back. We still, you know, we're still waiting on criminal reports 
we're still waiting on this or that certain that they'll even lie kind of like safety directors lying <gasps> well they'll do this oh they'll do this to trip drivers up right and they'll say if you didn't put something down put it down now so we're all being honest it's like we do our kids right and so now all of a sudden there's somebody in the classroom starting to sweat oh crap I thought I thought it was in the clear, but he just said they didn't put didn't give everything back. Listen to me, I'm gonna tell you something. Ninety nine percent of these guys aren't gonna put you down the road until they have you approved. Mm-hmm. So they're tricking you. Mm-hmm. All right. So really, and this was a director that said this to me. He's like, I don't. You know what? If it didn't show up when we ran it, we wouldn't have brought him in. We mm-hmm. wouldn't have bought him a plane ticket and brought him in without checking to make sure he didn't have DUIs, 15 overs, um, a DOT record. The major things that the, they... The major they, things, yeah. absolutely. That's exactly what your good company... And this is a good company I was talking to. And he's like, he's like, I don't know why these guys do this. I got to... They, they sent him home. He said, I got to send this guy home now because he put it down. Even though He said, even though we can't see it, it didn't show up. Nothing's showing up on this guy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, he, and he even told the recruiter... Or he even knew, rather, in class, he, he said, I'm just, I'm just letting you know that I got this, but it never showed up. But you already are saying it doesn't show up, so I'm going to tell you about it anyways. Exactly. And a lot of times it's, it's more like a 15 over, a 20 over, something, a following too close, a small accident. Maybe you were with a, 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 some small podunk company for a month that isn't even going to be on your deck, right? And you and I'm not telling people to lie, but no. what I am telling you is, if you lie on your application and you get you pass and everything's good, well, if you show up in orientation and you go, um, I'm coming clean, I got me a 15 over th- 30 days ago, they're sending you home. Mm-hmm. They are going to send you home. If, if their policies, a lot of these companies, they don't want like a 15 over in the last two to three years. They don't want DUIs in five years. You got something? Well, then after you do that, some companies, not every, but some companies will then say falsified application. Absolutely. So On deck. So here's the way it really should start. Because now know? they're mad. They just spent a few hundred dollars to get you in there and running all the reports. So they're already now a thousand plus in the hole to bring you in there. And then you hit them with the, I did that. So they, they want to get and at least let everybody else know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you guys that have done this, and I know there's a lot of drivers that have have had this happen. Um, look, uh, again, the best the best thing you can do is call a trucking company and ask them what's your policy on the thing you have. Mm-hmm. I got a 15 over. Some companies will actually, if it's your only 15 over, they will work with you. Right. It depends, uh, and and honestly, it's their insurance company that writes some of uh, uh, like some of the major parts, but the insurance company will give them some leeway to go and ask them about, you know, if you're a good driver, the insurance company might say, okay, well, maybe out of the year, we'll do one or two drivers for you that are not within our normal hiring. So if you're a really great driver, the, the company, the, the state, the recruiting and safety department will have no problem going and saying, listen, we got this really great driver. He has this wrong. Can we get him in? They'll ask for you as long as you're respectful and honest with them from the beginning. Well, and a lot of companies, believe it or not, you might have something that you know is bad. I'll tell you another really bad one. Some people, they volunteer on cell phone ticket. That's oh like, gosh, that's, those are horrible. That is, it's like one of the worst tickets you can get right now is, mm-hmm. is, is a handheld device. Believe it. Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of comp, there's a lot of companies 
that really will still take you with that cell phone ticket if you don't have a, a you know a, a bunch of baggage with it. Right. And it you know when they say when we say baggage or making you look like a good driver, it's your employment history. What does the company say about you? Were you a good guy? And the reason you had to leave them was, you know, you were there for, you know, two years and that you're already at their max advancement and you moved or whatever the case might be. You know, they want to see, you know, not a ton of jobs, you know, three, four jobs in a year. They want to see some stability there. That's what they're looking at. Exactly. I mean, I know companies right now um, that will not take a 15 over, but I do know some companies that say no 15 overs, but... But if it's like say eighteen months old, right, and you and you volunteer it, now first off, number one, now you don't have to look over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. That when you get into orientation, you when you hear the hammer come in and go, well, we're watching you. We already know you right. better come clean, or we're gonna we'll kick you out of the truck on the road, and we'll take your truck, and you'll be finding your own way home. They threaten these guys, you know, yeah. some of these companies. They do. do. They try and scare you. Right. I mean, so honesty really is the best policy. There's enough trucking companies. I mean, this sincerely, there's enough trucking companies out there that will take your bad mark, mm-hmm. that, that it's not worth calling somebody and lying to them just to get in the door and then to come clean. I mean, just being honest, if you are if, if, if you haven't come clean and then you travel, say, a thousand miles to their orientation, what ails you? Ginger? Does you, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you all of a sudden volunteer? Yep, I got a, a an accident that I didn't tell you about. I got this I didn't tell you about. Why would you now do that after you went through all this stuff? You, you, you'd have been better off. You know, trucking company might send you home and tell you to find your own way home. True. Very true. They can do that. They don't legally have to give you a ride back home. Yeah, Just I'm saying. Not, I'm not trying to give bad advice and tell anybody to lie, but I know trucking companies that tell me, they literally tell me this because I've talked to other companies about this. You know, it didn't show up. This is, I'm just giving you what the directors tell me and safety directors have told me. Well, you know, it didn't show up. It's not on their PSP. It's not on their DAC. It's not on their, their MVR. It's not on anything at all. If you'd have just kept your mouth shut, you'd have a job. I'm like, I've I've had, these are the guys that are running the company and Mm. they'll tell you it's not showing up. Right. Why do you want to go now put it down? Because now, um, knowledge bears responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're going to now take care of you to the door and send you home. Right. And here's the thing. When I said companies don't legally have to send you home, look at what you're going in. First of all, when you fill out the application, when you sign that app, it's saying that you are saying everything to the truth of the best of your knowledge, right? You're being honest. So they're taking you at your honest way coming in. So when they go and, and run all the reports, they do everything that's necessary to hire you before they bring you in. And you are, aside from a physical that has to be done there, 100% of, or you know approved based on your employment, your MVR, and your DAC, you know, all those major criteria is there. So when they bring you in, all they're thinking is, okay, we're going to throw them a few safety videos and let them go ahead and do their physical and their, their, their urine test and they should be fine. That's all the company's thinking that, you know, as long as you pass with the doc, you're good. And you come in there and you lied on your application, you automatically falsified everything that they took you on your word for when they when you filled the application out. So they don't legally have to set you know pay for your way to get back because you came in on a false pretense that you did. You lied. So look at it 
there's two different ways to look at it. Number one, honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Call a company and say, hey, I got a DUI three years ago. Can you can you work with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, even if you know it, if, if you know it's not showing up and your conscience is killing you and you're going to volunteer it, or, or rather, if you want honesty in your life, just ask them if they say no, then you can even say, some companies you can actually say to them, listen, I've got a DUI three years ago, but it doesn't show up. Some companies will say, well, look, if it doesn't show up, I can hire you. Right. But at least you told them. What pisses them off is when you drop it on them in orientation, and now they're thinking, okay, you lied, you're going home because you just told us about this. But some will actually say, okay, let's not put it on the application, and let's run it. Not everybody will do that. Okay? Right, not everyone but a does. Lot, a lot of them will. I mean, look, I'm just being honest. A lot. I, I've worked with a million companies over the years and, and, and done a lot of stuff for these companies. I know a lot of their policies. And a lot of them will say, okay, it's not on your application and you're sure it's not showing. Let's just run it and see. And if it comes back where it doesn't, a lot of these guys will hire you. But let's look at it from another view. So you let's say you lied, you didn't volunteer the information, and you show up. Everything passed. It didn't show up on your on your your background checks, and you get there in orientation. And all of a sudden, you get a conscience. Now, what's the difference if you spill your guts now and say, "Well, I lied on my application, and I got the DUI," versus um, you don't tell them and and you stay there six months to a year, and then all of a sudden they rerun it and it shows up another time, and they fire you over it anyways. What's the difference? Either way, you're getting fired and you're going to get a bad mark on you. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, I'm not saying lie. I'm not saying keep up the lie. But what I am saying is, it doesn't make sense to lie out your ass, have the company buy you a plane ticket, spend all that money to get there just for you to go, hey, I'm the liar in orientation. I mean, honestly, you're better off just being honest right up from the get-go. Yeah, you are. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yes, that's what we don't want to beat the dead horse. Okay, well, how about we why, do... Why do they say beat a dead horse? Oh, you know what? You know why? Seriously, if you're beating a dead horse, it just means you're, you're, you're going nowhere. Exactly. Yeah, so I was going nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Is that the stank guy? <laughs> Drivingtest.org. Driving-test.org. Mm-hmm. Driving-test.org guarantees that you will pass your CDL. Go to driving-test.org, fill out the little thingy thing, and honestly, go ahead and sign up for it. It's $49.95 for a month. Use it. If you don't pass, you get your money back. If you're in, if you're in trucking school and you're going through all kinds of stuff, and I'm getting a lot of Drivers email me, hey, Troy, I failed it on my backing. Hey, Troy, I failed it on my, my general knowledge. Hey, Troy, I failed it on my, I failed uh, my, my uh, doubles and triples. Just failing a lot of the written tests, mm-hmm. okay? And at least driving-test.org will guarantee that you're going to pass it. You're not getting that from your school. Just add this to it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Anyways. Uh, next sponsor within would be Carter Lumber. Carter Lumber has many locations to you go. They're so huge to too. Yeah. I, I I was amazed. When I wasn't. I was totally surprised when I heard how yeah, many. Yeah, honestly, have. a really good company. Mm-hmm. Nice equipment. Nice place to work. CarterLumber.com forward slash TalkCDL. All they want to do is hire local Class A and Class B drivers. If you're on the road and your wife's bitching at you and she wants you off the road, or you're just got the craps of the road, call or go ahead uh, to CarterLumber.com forward slash TalkCDL. And get a local job. They've got a location near you. They've got that many locations. And last but not least, Ruthann. Drivewise. 
Drive Wise. And that's spelled D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. We have drivers writing in about that, saying how awesome DriveWise is. And and really what's cool about DriveWise, you don't have to be a company, and you can actually just go and sign up. It's an app-based versus a transponder having to order a machine to put in your truck. Trucking companies that are small, you want your drivers to bypass the scale house and save a lot of time, plus save a lot of inspections. Go to DriveWise. Wise, D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. Fill it out and tell me you love Toxedia. <laughs> Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, I got a little article, and I know you do too. Um, this is an interesting article. Listen to this. It says, trucker indicted on negligent homicide and crash that killed New Hampshire Trooper, and I wanted to talk talk to drivers about this because I see it, and I see a lot of good drivers. This is really according to the move over law, Rethan. You know what's really funny? I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say I can't. I, it, I, I'm surprised it's still happening. It's 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 been doing so well where all these drivers and everybody are moving over, like we're going down the road today, and exactly we had a truck practically cut us off. To get over for someone. Well, so let's talk about that first. See, the, the move over law, especially for emergency responders, is big. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's also common courtesy. If you see a car parked on the side of the road, somebody walking on the side of the road, somebody biking on the side of the road. And I'll tell you something else. I remember in trucking school, like literally 30 years ago in Philadelphia, the, the instructor was telling us a story about how a trucker in Arizona was going down the road on on one of the interstates and there was a car broke down on the side of the road, so he thought. So he, he thought, oh, he just broke down. Well, by the time he got up there, the car didn't look and d- bolted out and, and he killed the car. He rolled over. I don't think he was killed, but it was just a mad accident all because he was the only truck around and he didn't move over. And the car just darted out. They, you know, four wheelers don't think sometimes we all know that. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of taking a risk when you drive by a car parked on the side of the road Mm -hmm. and you don't move over. It's just come. It's the same with the get on ramps. If you don't get over, you can have somebody to run right into you. Right. They, they forget to, you know, that merge happens and they get the yield. Right. So keep going. So what happened today, we were going down to veterans and towards Tampa and it was a garbage truck, not a tractor trailer. Uh, I just said truck. Right. And I was just about to pass him. And there was a car on the side of the road, which I didn't see because of all the traffic. And he just bolted in front of us mm-hmm. without even hesitation. He just bolted over in front of us. I had to hit the brakes. Okay. And then he, he went around the car and the car was not on the road. Well, I've got to tell you, the rule of thumb, even with safety personnel, is you move over if it's safe to do. Mm-hmm. You don't just go, okay, I'm moving over, and I don't give a shit about this car that's passing me. I'm going to cut his ass off because I'm doing the right thing, man. That's not the way we do things, drivers. That's absolutely not the way. So if you, if, if, and we have a dash cam, if he would have cut, if he would have waited another second and, and, and we would have clipped each other, he would have been at the fault because yeah. you can't. Even for a cop, you don't move over. You know what the rule of thumb is, Ruthann? Slow mm. down. Yeah. If you can't move over, slow, slow down. down. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a rule a rule of thumb to how how much you slow down. Like, let's say it's a 55-mile zone. I think you, you're supposed to go down to half or something like right. that. Right. It's like 35 or something to that effect. You're spo- I think it's like 20 down or something to that effect. Yeah, I'm not sure. But but here's 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 one of the things, that, and it, it's killing me. I was like 
getting wiggly and wanting to jump out my skin to say it. And I was watching you wiggle. It was kind of cute. Uh, Little feeler. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And let's not go, no, don't, 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 don't. You got no. me excited over <laughs> Creep. So it, it, it's, if you're a, a good driver, you've already looked far enough ahead to see that car on the side of the road. You could have gotten over. Great point. So many times before you even got that close to it that you had to cut someone off. And that, that was an awesome, I didn't even think of that. Because, you know, one of the rules that I've taught you was mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. we're always, as a driver, we're supposed to be looking far ahead. So half a mile down the road, you see somebody on the side of the road, your ass should be getting already you over already to the left. You already should be getting over. You already should have had your turn signal on. Um, that's one of the things Becca's about to start driving soon. She's she's already starting her permit process. A 15-year-old girl. I know. And we've already are teaching her these things, even though she's not there. But she's so smart that and pays so much attention when we do it because we, we're constantly talking about it. She already knew some of this stuff. So she already was being safety-wise uh, when it came to this stuff. But still, drivers, you've gone to school. You've done your test. You already know this stuff. Don't wait to the last minute and try and get over. All you're doing is asking for aggression or taking a chance on someone, clip, you know, clipping someone. Do it when you know the vehicle is up there or whatever's up there far enough ahead. Start working your way over then. That way there's no chance of any of that last minute cutting off. So here's, here's the reason why it, I, I got this article out of New Hampshire. Okay. And I'm going to read the, cat, the title again. It says, Trucker Indicted on Negligent Homicide in Crash that Killed New Hampshire Trooper. And then the subtitle says, Jay Medeiros... M-E-D-E-I-R-O-S of Ashford, Connecticut, was accused of having THC, which is marijuana, in his blood while driving a tractor trailer that crashed into Sergeant Jesse Sherrill. Okay? It says, uh, this happened in Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire. A Rockingham County grand jury has indicted the driver of a tractor trailer that struck the cruiser of New Hampshire State Police Staff Sergeant Jesse Sherrill and killing him. Sherrill was in a cruiser and working a, uh, a paving detail on Interstate 95. You know what that means? His lights were in, going. Yeah, and he was in construction. He's not only, exactly, he's not only on the side of the road, but his lights were going. Um, it says, a tractor trailer driven by Madero of Ashford uh, uh, struck the cruiser, uh, New Hampshire State Police Colonel Noyce said that at the request of the Rockingham County Attorney's Office, New Hampshire State Police asked the Maine State Police Accident Reconstruction Team to investigate the accident. The Maine State Police Trooper K unit that specializes in the commercial vehicle investigations also assisted in the investigation. J. Paul Medeiros of Ashford, Connecticut, was indicted on negligent homicide and reckless conduct charges in a May grand jury session. The indictment accused Medeiros of negligently causing the death of J.S., he had Delta 9 carboxy THC in his blood, drove a tractor trailer on Interstate 95, and despite passing at least two advanced warning signs and observing multiple warning emergency lights, including a yellow direction arrow, board failed to move over to the next lane or reduce his speed until the tractor trailer uh Uh, until he was within 11 feet of the parked cruiser J.S. occupied, therefore slamming into the cruiser at a high rate of speed, causing J.S.'s death. 
The accident occurred on northbound side of I-95 near mile marker 14, just before exit 3, where a tractor trailer struck the cruiser around 12.30 a.m. on August 28, 2021, just last year. Upon their arrival, responders found a cruiser that was heavily damaged and a tractor trailer in the woods on the right side of the road. The trooper was unresponsive and immediately transported to the Portsmouth Regional Hospital. A short time later, Cyril succumbed to his industries, injuries, injuries pardon me, in the crash. The driver of the tractor-trailer was transported to Portsmouth Regional, treated and released. Cheryl, at the time of the, tra- of the accident, was the assistant trooper commander serving with the New Hampshire State Police. Since 2002, prior to his service with the police, he was police officer in Hookset. Now listen, this guy's facing... A lot of years in prison. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get over and then you kill a trooper. You're going to jail. Yeah. I mean, because everybody knows the move over law has been around forever now. Well, not only he, he's, they said it, he failed to get over with the, with the, with the arrow. Yeah, it was, he said two warning signs so, and a yellow arrow. So, blinking. so not only was there, you know, the, the orange diamonds that said construction ahead, there was two of those. That's what I'm getting from that part. And then Correct, yeah. the, the, the Indian arrow blinking away. Mm-hmm. And then the cruiser lights blinking away. Yeah, the big, the big blue lights that are going. They so, generally well, scare a driver when they see them. See, He didn't. He was like a bug that went towards it. See, one of three things happened there. One, he was texting. Two, he was high and fell asleep. It almost sounds like he fell asleep to me. Um, or three, had a medical emergency. And I would tell you, 99% of the times when you when a tractor trailer strikes something, it's not a medical emergency. It it can be. It, it, yeah, it's just not common. But for you to have weed in your in your in your body and driving a tractor trailer, you're already screwed. You already know he's screwed. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely screwed. There ain't going to be much defense he can call. No, there's no there's no defense he can call. So bottom line, drivers, take this podcast and be serious about this, especially this one incident. Move over for everybody. Mm-hmm. For, I don't care if it's if it's Joe Blow in the Sanford and Son truck on the side of the road. Move over because he could pull out or he can fall out of his vehicle when he's getting out and, and, and you run him over. Either way, there's going to be a tragi- tragedy involving you and your tractor trailer. You don't want that after no. it happens. No, you don't. And, and Ruth, and I've seen videos. I've seen videos. You can find videos on YouTube, right, where a driver is going, watch this, and he'll go by. A, tra- a tractor trail or a um, a cop on the side of the road purposely fast. What because well the truck while well, the cops riding up a ticket, they'll go by it so it shakes the car. I've seen videos where they're laughing, thinking it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something: you get caught doing that, especially making a video of yourself, and then you get into an accident on top of it. That's almost going to be intentional homicide. Well, yeah, I mean, all the cops have dash cams in their trucks in the front. So as you're going by them, his dash cam is still running, and he, he, they have rear dash cams, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a that's it's it's getting really big, and some of them are even having the body cams. So I mean, when you think about it, you're being recorded not just by you as you're blowing by him, thinking it's funny. I mean, it's not it's not it's not cool. Okay, not so cool. so drivers' advice, honestly, be professional and look far ahead. Quarter mile, half a mile up ahead. You already know this. You already were taught this. And if you learned it from Uncle Bob, if you learned, if you got your CDL in Uncle Bob's truck, Uncle Bob should have his ass kicked if he didn't tell you about this stuff. Okay. So the bottom line is, 
get the hell over for the person on the side for their sake and for your sake too. You're protecting yourself from a lot of danger when you get over. Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. That's my podcast for the week, by the way. Unless you got something else. No, 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 no. I mean, I have one thing that I can say about. What do you got? Well, it was just about um, the FMCSA has declared a Houston-based company an imminent hazard really to public safety and ordered them to seize operations immediately how big is the company small like 18 yeah 18 units and 18 drivers wow is what they listed on their 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 so, so they declared the entire company an imminent threat mm-hmm. what, what what's going on talk to me well j port per j a y p u r logistics j per j per Logistics was issued a federal out-of-service order on Tuesday, which was back um, a week ago, so it was May 12th. Um, So they were issued to um, cease operations completely and stop driving their 18 units and their drivers, which were dry vans, flatbeds, and reefers. They hold everything from household goods to industrial equipment and raw materials for food to food and beverage products. They almost doubled the national average vehicle out-of-service rate and over five times the national average driver out-of-service rate. Can we just give a quick applaud? Yo, you, you they just... They went all the way, buddy. You, you I'm telling you. Yeah, you didn't just <laughs> declare your trucks being horrible. You just kicked some ass in the illegal you, you made You made your drivers <laughs> go... Over and beyond. They went above <laughs> the call of duty. So what, so what What? What was the violations though? Is there like the main ones? Like, the- Well, they are completely, uh, they complete an utter disregard for the federal safety regulations, sustainably increasing the likelihood of serious injury or death for your drivers and motor, motoring public is what the FMCSA said to them when they totally took it out. So six of the company drivers were already prohibited from operating heavy-duty trucks, including drivers who have been cited for operating under the influence and odd-duty possession of drugs and alcohol. So it sounds like it's a party company. Yeah. They demonstrated several lack or severe lack of oversight on its operations, and they could only identify a fraction of the drivers and vehicles operating under its authority and was not even aware its drivers had hauled hazardous materials. So they didn't even know what they were hauling. Like... The company didn't really know what their drivers were hauling. Just, eh, just take the load. Who cares what it needs? Yeah. Does it need a placard? Ah. Nah. It says it says that. Um, but it's corrosive. No, don't worry about it. That'll that'll be all right. They'll be all right. Take some Dawn dishwashing. So we. <laughs> the company failed to ensure its drivers were eligible to drive. Does he have a Does he have a license? That's all I mm-hmm. want to know. Is it a CDL? It, a B A B. That's all right. It's, yeah. It says CDL on it. We'll just pretend we I thought it was a... Hold your thumb over the A. We thought it was an A. Yeah. Officer, we thought it was an A. I, so, yeah. well, it says that they failed to ensure they were driving by uh, on six of them who were already prohibited in the FMCSA's drug and alcohol clearinghouse to operate on its behalf. I could see the first guy that got away with getting it with no license or whatever, and he told all his buddies that, that didn't know how to drive either. Mm. Hey, just go down and just tell them that you know how to drive. Yeah. They'll take you. Yeah. They, no, they won't They're not even, checking the clearinghouse at even, all. They won't even look at your license. No, seriously. <laughs> I promise you, just try it one time. So then the second guy goes down, right? They're like, yeah, can we help you? Yeah, I'm a trucker. I need a job. Um, you see that truck out there? 
Um, go ahead, and uh, there's a load waiting to go up to uh, Pennsylvania. Can you get it up there by tomorrow? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> then he called the rest of his buddies going, it's true. You can get in here. Wow. They also didn't have an effective program to ensure its drivers were qualified and licensed, did not have a program to control its driver's hours of service, and did not have a program to ensure its vehicles were appropriately inspected and repaired. They didn't immediately respond to um, Freightways, who I got this um, article from. JPER um, basically just sat in the room and covered themselves with a blanket, so they didn't want to respond to Freightways. But thank you, Freightways, for pointing it out to us that this company is not good. They're sitting all in Houston right now going, what do we do now? How about a daycare? Let's do that. We don't even need to buy diesel fuel. What about the kids? You have to be licensed for them? Nah. We've raised kids. All right. Interesting article. Pretty cool. But what a that's amazing that in today's day and time that somebody would actually form a trucking company without basically any freaking knowledge of being a trucking company because that was pretty obvious there, wasn't it? Hello? Yeah, it would be obvious, I would think. Yeah. Ready to move on? Moving on. Let's move on. Okay. Do you know who F. Scott Fitzgerald was? So we're going, we are done our, that's the podcast, by the way. That so was. I'm just giving you another healthy F. dose Scott of. F. Scott Fitzgerald? Yeah. Uh, talk to me. Okay. So the legend of Zelda. The, the video? The video game. Yes. Yeah. So ever wonder where the name came from? Zelda. No. I met a Zelda once, but I know I did not ever think about where Zelda yeah. came from. Zelda, from the video game, is the wife of F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald is a big person that nobody really, well, most people don't. But I'm going to go quick, really, back to Zelda Fitzgerald, who she was. She is actually a jazz age icon, so she played jazz. She's named after, for instance, the fact that the title character was named after writer, artist, and jazz age icon Zelda Fitzgerald, whose marriage to the great Gatsby Arthur F. Scott Fitzgerald. Just saying. And that's where they named the Zelda character yep. on the video game. Yep. They named the Zelda character character from the, evidently, you know, the writers for the Zelda game, like the great Gatsby writer or the movie, and figured, ooh, Zelda Fitzgerald is his wife. Let's name the game after Zelda. So the Legend of Zelda is actually a jazz that's, writer. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, that's just <laughs> kooky. It is. Huh? So that was her. And then I'm going to bring you the word of the day. The word of the day by... Word Genius. Word Genius has made Ruth Ann smarter. We're still working on Troy. Yeah, I don't really listen to the words. Okay, you ready? Sure. What was that one from yesterday? Sachem. Oh, I'm sorry, my, my mouth was in there. Do it again. Sachem. Sachem? Sachem. Sachem? Sachem. S-A-C-H-E-M, but the pronunciation is S-A-Y-C-H-M. Sachem. Sachem. Um, I have absolutely no guess at all. Okay. Well, I will tell you right now that I cannot pronounce the origin of it. I'm just saying. Give it a try. Naragansett. That sounded good to me. It's Indian. So it's from the 17th century. So among the North American ingenious peoples, it means a chief. North American informal is a boss or leader. So John came from the prominent Naragansett 
family descended from a beloved Sechem. So he was descended from a chief. So a Sechem is somebody that's descended from a chief. No, Sechem is a chief. Oh, Sechem. Sech, spell it again. S-A-C-H-E-M. Sechem. Sechem. A Sechem is a chief. Mm-hmm. That's pretty In cool. this Indian that's, language. That's different. And so it's Indian language. That's pretty neat. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Interesting facts, Ruthann. Um, I think we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.